Well, good morning, beloved church. My name is Camille Maddock. I'm the associate pastor here at the church. Now, last week our children did an amazing job as they led us in worship and closed out our sermon series on the manners of faith. This week you'll have to settle for me preaching. We're beginning a new series on God's abundant harvest, and I'm excited about that series, but it's not because I'm a gardener. I'm the furthest thing from a gardener. Our house is where green things go to die. In fact, uh, we celebrated Aloha Sunday just a few months ago, and I was presented with a beautiful potted plant, a symbol of the hope that Andy and I would be appointed here long enough for it to grow into a tree. And after church, Andy turned to me and said, I don't think they know how quickly you kill plants. (laughs) Now I want to assure you the plant is still alive. It is in the office. It is alive because it is faithfully cared for by others. But it is there. Now this morning we are building towards our Stewardship Sunday a celebration of thanksgiving and we do so knowing that God is the ultimate gardener and that there will be an abundant harvest. So despite my brown thumb, today there is a story to hear and seeds to be planted and so hopefully together we can open our ears and listen to hear the message that God has for us this morning. So you join me in a moment of prayer. Gracious and loving God, We gather before you with a desire to know and to love you more. Move your spirit among us for those in this room and those watching online. May the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. And so we begin this harvest series talking about the word of God and soil as explained in one of Jesus' most famous parables. You saw it delightfully acted out this morning, a light-hearted retelling of the parable of the sower, sower from the Godspell musical. You know, there are three versions of this parable in our Gospels, and in two of them, the parable begins with a command from Jesus to listen. Jesus begins with a short and bold command. It's designed to get our attention, to help us focus in, to remove distractions and to concentrate, to prepare, because what he is going to say is important. In fact, it's so important that this is the only parable that includes an explanation from Jesus. You see, Jesus often spoke in parables. He encountered many different groups of people during his public ministry, and they all asked questions and wanted answers. And so he told stories that were able to draw in these diverse crowds with different points of view. He used these parables to reveal the truth about God's kingdom while also challenging the commonly held worldviews of many of the people that he spoke to. Often his parables would explain what the kingdom of God looked like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. In fact, the parable of the sower is part of a larger collection of seven parables about the kingdom of God that Jesus told one right after another in the 13th chapter of Matthew. The kingdom of God is different. In many ways, it's the opposite of what the world is like. And so Jesus would use these kingdom parables to challenge those who were listening and those who questioned him to change their worldview. 
So let's hear this parable itself. Again, this one comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on a path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. If you have ears, hear. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now this is a short parable, and many of the kingdom parables are. And despite the simplicity of the parable, despite on calling to people to listen, Jesus has to, in verses 19 through 23, explain to his disciples that the seed in the parable is the different ways that we can hear and receive the word of the kingdom. Like the birds on the path, the world snatches away the word before we have heard and embraced it. Or like the rocky path, we only hear the shallow surface of the word. And the trials and tribulations of life make us wither. Or like the seeds among the thorns, we're too distracted by what the world offers to let the word grow among us. But the good soil is fertile and ready to hear God's word and to let the kingdom grow within them and through them. Clearly, that's the message that Jesus wants us to hear. And yet, I find myself drawn to the listen command at the beginning of this passage. You see, I think there's more to this parable, more to the explanation than meets the eye. Jesus says, listen. So what are we missing? What can we hear in this well-known text that we haven't heard before? What do we need to listen to? What do our ears need to hear? You know, usually we begin talking about this parable, we focus on the extravagant nature of the sower, who is God, and who throws seeds indiscriminately. We hear the lesson that the kingdom of God is available to everyone, not just those who are worthy, that everyone has the opportunity to receive seeds and to grow. And this is a powerful understanding of the kingdom of God, one that I find particularly poignant in our current social climate. The kingdom of God is not limited to the people that I have deemed worthy, nor the people that I have decided that God has deemed worthy. The invitation to join the kingdom is an open and public invitation. It's not a red carpet exclusive event, even when I or others try to make it so. The sower doesn't go out of his way to find good soil. The sower throws seeds everywhere. God doesn't just love the people who follow him. God loves everyone without exception. And then we often take this parable to mean that we have to be good soil to be part of God's kingdom. It's a kingdom parable because the kingdom grows in the good soil nourished on God's word. And therefore, our discipleship should be focused on becoming good soil. We should examine what kind of soil we are so that we can be good disciples. We should take seriously 
The call not to let ourselves become hardened, worn paths or superficial, rocky soil or distracted and overwhelmed, thorny soil. The kingdom of God can only grow in good soil. And if we're to be part of the kingdom, we need to work to allow God's word to grow and flourish within us. The responsibility is on us to make the soil fertile. But what if what Jesus is asking us to listen and to pay attention to is not a lesson about the extravagant love of the sower or our call to be good soil over the rest of the other soils? What if what we're supposed to listen and learn is how all the different kinds of soils could exist in our lives all at once? I'm certain that I am all of these soils. My life has its worn down parts, its rocky parts, its thorny parts, even its rich and fertile soil. So what if this parable isn't about the sower or the soils? What if it's about you and me? Jesus commands us to listen. In each of our lives, there are well-worn pathways that prevent us from hearing God's word. Our lives are filled with routines. We wake up, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed, repeat day after day. Now, this is not to say that routines are a bad thing. Routines are necessary and beneficial. We just learned a few series ago that Mr. Rogers believed in the goodness of routines. But sometimes we get stuck in a rut that prevents us from seeing what is happening beyond and around and within our lives. And we can get stuck in our spiritual lives as well. We can attend church, we can sing songs, we can say our prayers, we can shake hands and have coffee on the patio Sunday after Sunday, and yet we will still find ourselves in a monotonous experience of our faith. One where we're simply going through the motions, where our hearts are dull and our ears don't really hear. We become so worn down that we let God's message fall around us without taking root. Jesus commanded us to listen because our lives are not just filled with worn pathways, but we have rocky soil too. Our lives have those moments where we feel pain and hurt betrayal and loss, frustration and anger. We say we believe in loving God and loving others, but sometimes that withers in the face of life's difficult moments. These are the moments that place rocks where good soil should be. We lose a job or face difficulties at work. We struggle with our familial relationships, divorce, difficult children, aging parents. A health crisis enters our lives through loved ones or ourselves. The news brings us images of pain and suffering, war and violence, poverty and destruction, and we ask ourselves, why? These are moments in rocky soil, times that test the depth and the health of our faith. Sometimes our rocks keep God's seed from growing deep roots. But Jesus says to listen because we also have thorn-filled patches of soil in our lives. These weedy thorns pop up in our lives and they take our focus off God. The world calls to us to see life as an us versus them, to focus on ourselves, on our self-development, our self-advancement, our wealth, our wants, our worldly treasures. 
The world calls us, often in ways that comes at the expense of others. The world calls us to forget that we love our neighbors and instead wants us to focus only on loving ourselves. And so these worldly thorns can choke and overwhelm what God is trying to go. But again, Jesus calls us to listen. For there's good news. Because there is good soil within us as well. Fertile places where the kingdom of God finds root and bears fruit. And good soil will bring about a generous harvest when no one thought it was possible, not even us. It's the good soil that bears the fruit for the kingdom. This kingdom parable reminds us that there's far more good soil in each of us in which God's grace can take root than we know of. It's a reminder that God's worldview is one of newness and renewal. Yes, there are rocky soil, worn soil, thorn-filled soil in my life, in all of our lives, but the good news of this parable, the reason that this is a kingdom parable, the reason that Jesus tells us to listen is that God does not need a plot full of good soil to grow the kingdom. The sower spreads the seeds indiscriminately because the patches of good soil among us and the, among the not-so-good soil will grow and will flourish. The good soil will y- yield so much more than we expect, a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. The good soil in our lives will grow fruit for our whole lives. The good soil that is found in us is sufficient for God to take root and to grow, and to blossom. Jesus calls for us to listen because there is such good news in this kingdom parable. We may feel overwhelmed by the rocks and the thorns in our lives, but the sower is not. God is not dismayed by the many types of soil in our lives. God shares love and grace and hope and peace in all parts of our lives. Even those soil areas where it doesn't take root. Listen, Jesus calls to us. The sower is present in both the good and the bad soil. Listen, Jesus asks of us. We need to trust that God has made all types of ground holy, even the places among us that are not good soil. God knows what God is doing. God's word is powerful and God's harvest is abundant. So maybe this parable is not a call to be good soil, but to be like the sower, sharing the kingdom with all that we meet, not just whom we or the world deems ready. You see, the sower sows with reckless and indiscriminate generosity. The sower sows here and there and everywhere without regard to where the seed might land or the quality or the type of ground on which it falls. The sower sows not because of who or what the ground is, but because of who the sower is. The sower doesn't worry about the harvest or how much it will yield. The sower simply sows. Listen. Maybe what Jesus is inviting us to hear is that we are called to treat God's love, God's justice, God's blessing, precious as they are, as if they were unlimited in supply. 
because they are. Too often, we think and we live our lives of faith with a scarcity mindset. We're so scared that our faith will run out. We're so worried that the love and grace of God will not last that we hold on to our seeds and wait for the right time and the right good soil to plant. But that's not who God is. God loves lavishly, overwhelmingly, without concern for efficiency. Listen, Jesus says. We are kingdom builders, entrusted with that which is most precious in the world, God's love and God's grace, and the seed of God's word will bear an abundant harvest of fruit when we scatter it extravagantly and generously. So let's give thanks for a God who scatters seeds of grace and love lavishly. Let us seek to live our lives in such a way as that the harvest might be abundant. Will you join me in prayer? God of abundant love, guide us in this time to hear your call to live as your kingdom builders, giving and sharing your grace in lavish and indiscriminate ways. May we remember that you are with us always and everywhere. Amen.